Freedom Girl Sisterhood starts right now. Welcome, everyone. Sisters, it is so good to be with you tonight once again. I'm Don Scott Damon, your Freedom Coach, and this is the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. I'm really excited about tonight. We are going to talk about getting unwrapped. I don't know how many of you love to receive a present all wrapped up, but if you just leave it like that, it doesn't do much good. You have to get unwrapped. You have to unwrap it to enjoy it. And tonight we're going to talk about that. And with me in the studio today is Piper Fields. Hey. Hey. Everybody give it up for Piper. Hey, Piper, just uh, why don't you take a minute and share some love with our listeners. Hey, everybody. Was that it? That's the love? That's probably it that I have today. (laughs) This is my first cup of coffee. (laughs) Believe it or not. Most people won't believe it. (laughs) Well, tonight, um, Piper, thanks for coming in and doing this with me. I want to just have a conversation about freedom. And I was reading a story, a very classic Bible story in John 11, not too long ago, that talks about the story of Lazarus. And there we see that this man was sick. Jesus knew he was sick. They called for Jesus to come and and to heal him. And yet the Bible says that Jesus stayed where he was four days longer. And so definitely he had a plan. He allowed the one that he loved to experience death. In fact, to allow the sisters of this man, Lazarus, to experience pain. Sometimes the Lord allows us to experience pain because he's got another plan in in mind. That plan indeed did take off because a few days later Jesus showed up and, and they were all crying and they were all mad at him. They said, if you would have been here, if you would have only been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And uh, Jesus said, show me where he is. Let's right. go. Right. Let's go to the place of the accident. Let's go to the place of the tomb. So they went there and Jesus commanded them, open it up. And they said, oh, Lord, we can't open it up. It stinks in there. I think the King James literally says it stinketh. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, have you ever had a a situation in your life before that stinketh? Yeah, plenty. Plenty. (laughs) Yes. It's like, oh, Lord, don't look at the, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to look at it. But he said, no, I want you to open up the place. I want you to open up the tomb, open up the mess. And I don't care how bad it stinks. I'm going to, I can't do anything until you open it up to me. Right. And that'll preach all by itself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to break this down here in a minute. But he said, Lazarus, come forth, called Lazarus out of the out of the tomb. And I believe he used his name because this was a tomb that could have had other dead bodies in it. And had he, had he not said Lazarus and just said, come forth, I mean, I think a whole bunch of people would have would have been coming up out of the tomb. But Lazarus came out, and as he did, he was completely bandaged. He was wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And back in the day when a body like that died, they would put the embalming spices in these ribbons of bandages and then wrap them up, and that's where we get the mummies. They, yeah. were, they were mummies. And so here he comes out of the tomb, and he's just he's, he has life, but he doesn't have liberty. Right. He's alive now, but he's still in bondage. He's still locked down in the wraps. 
And then Jesus says something really interesting. He looks to the people that are standing around Lazarus, and he says, you unwrap them. So what was that all about? Why why wasn't it, Jesus, you just raised him from the dead. Certainly you can blow off these wrappings, these bandages. You could have just like the Hulk, you know, he could have just like pow, and they could have <laughs> gone. Yeah. But he didn't. So I believe there's something really important about our healing comes from being unwrapped by community, mm-hmm. by people. And here in this story, what if Lazarus said, I don't want to be unwrapped. I, I decided it was comfortable like this. I like this. Or I, if I get unwrapped, I don't I don't know who I'll be after I get unwrapped. Or, you know, I, I'm embarrassed to be unwrapped. I, mm-hmm. I'd rather just stay like this. So I just think this story just has so many powerful teachings for us today and, and um, applications for our lives. And so I just want to throw it out there and say let's just, let's just talk about this for a little bit. Um, talk about the story. Uh, Piper, have you, have you ever had a time where you prayed to Jesus and he didn't answer it in the time or in the way that you thought he would or that he should? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had I've had quite a few. Um, but before before I get to that, I don't want to forget a thought I had just yeah. about um, the the wrapping. Um, I'm a huge fan of Miles Monroe. He just gives such. He's mm-hmm. he's a kingdom preacher. He's passed now, um, but he talks about how deliverance is is immediate it comes quickly but freedom is a process yes and um the other thought that comes with that is is that the unraveling that that lazarus began to stink even though he didn't know it and that's the problem with bondage is that a lot of times we smell they see he was dead you know when we have death in our lives we don't smell the bondage. We don't smell the decay. We don't smell the death that we mm. bring with that bondage. Yeah, so good. so that's what's huge about having community is it's saying, hey, let me get this off of you. You stink. Mm-hmm. But we say it with love, but, hey, you stinketh. You know, like, right. you stink. <laughs> let us help. You know, and that's the, the beautiful thing about having great community is just saying, you know, we have the ability. I think it's in Galatians. But it just says that, you know, that we should we should warn people, basically, but lovingly and very carefully. There's some very specific words that it says, you know, be careful in how you rebuke or, or check somebody, basically, in our vernacular. Mm-hmm. Be careful, but let them know, hey, this is a problem. And I love, I have really great friends. I was just bragging about them the other day to somebody else, kind of a similar conversation. They're not yes people. Yeah. They will say, hey, Piper, you mm-hmm. think it. Like, right. that's bad thoughts. Like, you know, you, this is wrong or that's wrong or this is an issue. Mm-hmm. But that's not a right thought, and we it's so important to have good people around us um, because if we don't, we won't have people that will unwrap us, and we need each other to do that. We and, sure do. Yeah, so that is huge for me. Um, There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, you know, when you go to someone and say, basically, you stinketh, um, hey, I love you, but I see this. The Bible says that the wise love correction and embrace that. But the foolish person will rebuke you and be angry at you and indignant. How dare you speak into my life? So that's a commentary on you, too, when you allow people to speak into your life. When you say, you know, thank you for having my back. Thank you for speaking into a blind area for me that I don't see this. Or you're right, I've been with myself so long, I don't smell my own self. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. But it's like a beautiful visual. I kept thinking, like this man, for some reason it was all in my mind. I just kept thinking, this man did not realize 
he's stuck because he's dead. And when we carry death, right. think doesn't think to us. Right. We're dead. We're dead to it. And and it's so important. Like the like the scripture says, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. That can't feel good in a way. You right. know, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. It's probably on all these kind of beautiful postcards and notes and, you know, wall art. But you want to know what? That hurts. Mm-hmm. Sharpening hurts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of why God allows things to wait. We will never build, and I mean it's kind of this cliche thing, but we will never become, we will just become spoiled brats if everything happens just like instant we, like instant, that. Instant, come now, mm-hmm. do that. What we will become, you know, mini terrorists, and <laughs> you know, like who yeah. wants to be around someone who right. has to have everything now, or I'm not pleased, or I'm not happy. Um, there's no real spiritual growth there. Mm-hmm. Where we see spiritual growth, I think sometimes more than anything, God is saying, I knew you had it in you. That's why I allowed it. I'm letting you see what's mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. When mm, we go good. through a long time, right. you know, God sees, you know, our whole book. In Psalm 139, it says that he sees everything, you know, like basically like a, a, a script in front of him. It's written. He wrote it. But he knows that we have strength in us. Mm-hmm. He's saying this isn't for you or for me. I know you got it. This mm-hmm. is for you. This is for you. This is for you. And it is for community, too, because there's something to also be said from the other end of the spectrum of helping someone get through something, you know, mm-hmm. of being the Pete instead of us being the Lazarus, Lazarus person, um, that we are the people helping. We're the unwrapper. Yeah. Yeah. And and how beautiful that is to know that um, either some at some point in my life someone did this for me mm-hmm. or at some point in my life I'm going to need somebody to do this for me. But let me unwrap you. Let me let me help. That's a very humbling thing. Yeah. It, it isn't really a prideful thing like, oh, I can help you. No, when you really get into life with someone and you're helping them be free from something that has them all tied up, it's a, it's a humbling thing. You feel honored that that you're being used of God to bring this healing and to get this thing off. Have you ever, you know, like rescued a little pet that's been hurting before <laughs> I see? We still have some reason we have so much more compassion for these animals. We see videos of them stuck in a in a branch or caught in a wire or somehow, you know, trapped. And it's like, oh, somebody get in there and let them out and let them free. And, um, but how much more valuable are we? Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we resent people who try to pull on our bandages. I guess that would hurt, you know, or feel, mm-hmm. you'd feel exposed. Like, why are you opening this up? Mm-hmm. Why are you ripping this off of me? Mm-hmm. What, what, whatever it is, behaviors or defense mechanisms that, served a purpose at a time when we needed it, when we were in abuse, we were in that dysfunction. But as an adult, now they don't make sense. Mm -hmm. But we still have these defense mechanisms. And somebody comes along and speaks about that to our life and is encouraging us to lay down the sword and lay down the shield and put down the defense. And that doesn't feel good at first. No. You know? So going kind of going back to what I asked a moment ago, you alluded to it. So... You're saying that sometimes Jesus, will an- he'll answer a prayer in his timing mm-hmm. because he's working something out in us through the delay. Yeah. You didn't say it like that, but you yeah. you kind of hinted to it. Yeah, and really it's actually for our, our best interest. You know, it, I think definitely, you know, like the, like the word says that right now we see dimly. It says, but later on we will see clearly. We want everything now or we think that certain things should be done a certain way, but I guarantee you once 
you know, Mary and Martha at the end, I didn't guarantee it's in the scripture, you know, right. they for sure were like, oh my goodness, we see yeah. God in another way. We see community in another way. It's not mm-hmm. just that we see God, but we see people. Mm-hmm. We see, wow, you're willing to unwrap me. You were willing to walk with me like you were just talking about, you know. And again, side note, that could not be good for them. You know, I mean, when you're unwrapping, of course, it's uncomfortable for the dead person or, yeah. or the now alive person for Lazarus. But also, you know, how bad does that smell? You're smelling yeah. that, you know, and it's just, it's not any fun. But God, there's something that's done in us that only happens in trial, mm-hmm. that will only happen in painful times. Mm-hmm. There's an only a beauty, there's a, only a certain kind of and a particular beauty that comes from ashes. Yeah. That is built fire. only through the fire. It's not, it's it's through nothing else that you can get that, you know, like a bodybuilder. There's only a certain kind of a cut that they could get from a certain kind of discipline. Mm-hmm. And if we, I feel like God is just telling all of us and anybody that's listening that just feels like giving up, I just want to encourage you that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Mm-hmm. And and right. no matter what you're up against, whether it's your own bondage, your own addiction, the, own, the thing, I would say, first of all, face it. You know, mm-hmm. face that, that thing. Be willing to name it. Because I think so many times we can be so vague and we mm-hmm. can kind of dance around it and not look at it head on and, and, and face it. But I would just say be encouraged because God has shown you know, the magnitude of, of, of what's coming against us also shows us that the, what God believes about you, mm-hmm. what he believes about me, what he believes about you, Pastor Don. Right. So I think that that's huge, that when we do come up against something, we know we can we can accomplish it because God's with us and that that, that work, that he has something in us that can, that can fight that, that mm-hmm. can overcome that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. And, you know, if it was, let's say Lazarus was sick and he decided, you know, I'm just going to handle this on my own, and, and he just curled up in a ball and died on his own, you know, the sisters wouldn't have been there to send message to Jesus. And that, that's very similar to the prayers of people. Sometimes we're hurting with something and we don't share it and we don't talk to people. And internally we just die. And then we're just stuck there in our own. And, yeah, Jesus can see it all by himself and he knows where you are. But, again, he works through community. So by me having you pray and intercede for me, you know, what happens as a result of that, you're, you're calling Jesus into the scene for me when I'm too sick to do it or I'm too hurt to do it. And so the miracle was as a result of um, people that he let into his life. Mm-hmm. And we have to be willing. Like, I am so guilty, so confessional. <laughs> <laughs> I am so guilty of not letting people in, you know, especially when people have been hurt. It can be so hard to let people in. Mm-hmm. It can be extremely hard, especially if you're in any place of leadership at all. It can be hard to let people in and to be real and to be wounded mm-hmm. and open. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just recently, within the last six months, and you know yep. <laughs> some of it, you know, um, just been able to open up even more and say, hey, I need help, mm-hmm. you know, or I might need prayer in this area, yep. you know, and it's something – it is humbling, you know, on that part, you know, to be able to say, hey, I need help. And um, so I'm just tattling on myself a little bit. It, it's so, we can't get free, though, unless we need, you know, unless we get that's right. the help that that's we need. Right. Um, that's right. So, yeah, we need to we need to kind of put a name on it and be willing to say, hey, this is what, this is what I need. Help me out. Yeah. And, you know, so the first thing I'm hearing you say is that we need to be willing to recognize it yeah. or or face it maybe is even two different things 
we we know something's wrong, we know we're sick, but we we don't always want to admit how it's how that sickness is affecting us mm-hmm. and how bad we really are. But if you're going to get free from something, you got to acknowledge it. And then as we were saying again, you've got to share it with someone in community that you can't get better all by yourself thinking, oh, just me and God. Now, depending on what your issue is, yeah, there are times where it is between you and the Lord. But again, don't be shocked if people around you have smelled you. Don't be surprised if you think more than you realize. And nobody's surprised by your stuff. People can look at your life and see it, right? Yeah. They know. And so find some trusted allies that you have and then allow them to speak into your life and start taking off the wrappers. Now, what takes off the wraps, of course, is the applied word of God and prayer. You know, those are the things in freedom coming. But um, what if, you know, like, what if Lazarus, you know, he gets healed from this, he's raised from the dead. What if he went back into the thing that got him sick in the first place? Now, we obviously don't know what his ailment is, and and we know that um, because he was, because this is the only gospel, by the way, that contain, contains the story of Lazarus, is John. And that's because the book of John was written 60 years after the death of Christ. And so by then, Lazarus was probably gone again. And he was able to be included in this book because it wouldn't put him at risk. You know, for um, just there were a lot of people in the day that wanted to take Lazarus out. They wanted to kill him because he had such a powerful testimony, yeah. and it was proving the deity mm-hmm. of Jesus, and it was causing confusion, and the mm-hmm. haters didn't want that. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm saying all that to say, you know, we don't know what he died from, but ha- so many people they get free, they get set free, and then they turn around and go right back into what they got mm-hmm. in, and that's the third piece is accountability. You know, you got to face it and admit it, and you got to share it with someone else, and you got to be accountable. Yeah. You know, can you say anything about accountability? Have you ever experienced that in your life? People don't change sometimes without accountability. In a way, I think we can't ever change at all. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I would say even, even, um, maybe a preface to accountability or kind of like a, a, a tag along with that is to not set ourselves up. Because like it's in the first couple chapters of Proverbs, there's there's a couple different chapters that talk specifically about um, the adulterous people. It's not just mm-hmm. a man. It's not just a woman. Right. Because obviously they're doing it together. Takes right. two. But it talks about how he went to where she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if he went to where she was, she was where he was going to went. Basically, where he was going to go. <laughs> and I meant to say that. <laughs> but uh, my point is... That a lot of times we get ourselves all dolled up, we get ourselves all prepared, we make the head over to that side of town, mm-hmm. we go to that corner, mm-hmm. we go to that building, we go to that apartment number, hotel, whatever it may be, and then say, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I just sinned again. I can't believe right. I just, oops, I just, oops, yep, and ruined happen. someone's family. I, oops, and no, mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. a preface, I think, to accountability, or again, kind of a, a friend with accountability is we need to quit setting ourselves up and saying, oh, this is an accident. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. How did this all happen? How but you it? set it up. And right. I can be, all of us are guilty of it. I'm not, this is not, you know, whatever. But I think we need to also really be, again, it's that realness factor with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we willing, how far do we want to go? I remember Joyce Myers, um, she was kind of looking around in the early part of her ministry, and a lot of people were doing 
they were ministers. She was looking at, she was hanging out with them and she was saying, man, they're doing this and they're doing that and they're doing this. And she was just saying that in her mind, she wasn't running around gossiping. But she was just confused at how all these other ministers were getting away with what they're, what they're getting away with, which was really not um, compromising. Yeah, life. compromising. Thank you for that mm-hmm. word. And and she's like, God, what what is going on? How come how come they get away from it? Get away with it? And you're asking me to do, you know, you're kind of holding me um, on a tight leash. And he said, Joyce, you asked me for a lot. Do you want it or not? And I think we need to remember that if we want to be successful, if we want to be happy, we we might, and even as some of you listeners, you might not even, you might have kind of happened upon this somehow, and you might be be thinking, okay, well, as far as, you know, Bible stuff, scripture, kind of reining it into that kind of stuff isn't my thing, but we want to be successful. And no matter what you do, if you want to be successful, there's there's a certain path you have to take to do that, and we have to be really real with ourselves Mm -hmm. at where we're at Mm -hmm. and what do we want. What do you want in life? If you really want a huge, successful life, you're going to have to pull it in closer than anybody maybe around you does. You're going to have to kind of, you know, be paying attention to what you do and where you go. And and I think, like I said, a a big part of it is we need to quit acting so surprised that we quote-unquote fell or missed the mark when we set ourselves up. To miss the mark. Right. You know, I think that's an important thing is to recognize the setup, the setup for failure. So, you know, in in my life that might look like, um, you know, if I'm trying to eat well and I, you know, I take myself to um, the pancake house and I go inside the pancake house because pancakes are a weakness. I love them. And I don't have them often, but I love bread, donuts, dough. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, okay, but I'm going to go in there, but I'm only going to have eggs. And then I open up the menu and I see the pancakes with the hot apples and the whipped cream on top and the, all they're the on, syrups. you know, and all the syrups. <laughs> and now how, how well am I going to do in that temptation? Why did I bring myself to the restaurant? Why did I buy those little packaged donuts and bring them home if not to eat them? Mm-hmm. So don't set yourselves up. Don't go to those places that are going to mm-hmm. bring you that step closer to falling. And so the decision of integrity and the decision to be um, bold and, and accountable happens way back here, yeah. not in the moment. Forget it, in the moment. Yeah, that's key. I mean, in the moment, what are what are any of us going to do, you know? And, of course, we can try to rely on that inner strength or whatever, but, you know, I think really not setting ourselves up is, is huge. So accountability is a big piece of getting unwrapped. And I would say there's two sides to the coin of accountability. Accountability is there for us to stay away from things, to be accountable for things that we should not do. But the other side of that is to be accountable for things that we should do. Mm-hmm. What did you do towards your dream today? Yeah. What did you do towards your goal this week? You told me you, you want to accomplish this okay did you sign up for that did you do this and sometimes we just need a good friend to hold us accountable to our dreams and to our goals and that's another part of unwrapping us because our true core authentic self longs to be released to be involved in the things that God wired us and called us to be but because sometimes we're wrapped with the cares of the world and we're wrapped with fear and we're wrapped with shame Sometimes, you know, we just live like that. Like, I feel so ashamed that I died here, uh, Lazarus might say. I feel so embarrassed that I 
I let Jesus down or I didn't have enough faith or whatever it is. And so I'm just going to live in these confines mm -hmm. and accountability of people who will see and identify the gift in you and say, here, let me help you get out of fear so you can get fo going forward in what you've been called to do truly. Yeah. I think sometimes, too, <clears throat> just keeping kind of looking at it, because I know as a Christians we get accused of what we what we're against versus what we stand for. Right. I think another maybe great uh, perspective change on our topic today is instead of, you know, keeping ourselves from what we shouldn't be doing, also just having goals and dreams so big that this this craziness doesn't fit in my life. Or maybe even just this quote-unquote good thing, I don't have room for maybe this liberty in my life because mm -hmm. I have a high goal. Mm -hmm. And I know that that could take me off track because the scripture says that without a vision, the people perish. Right. But if you have a vision, you're running so fast and so focused on that vision, you're like, that. that's a detour. I'm trying right. to get to this goal. So I think if we also have um, be willing to really focus on the goals that we should be, you know, mm -hmm. things that we should be reaching for and really writing down that vision and making it plain so that that's our focus mm -hmm. and not getting distracted. Does it happen? Yeah. But also just, you know, kind of like if, if you think about, you know, a chocolate cake all day, all day, all day, you're saying, okay, right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat the chocolate cake. You know, you're meditating on that versus saying, Hey, I've got, you know, to work on my book today. I am writing a book and I've got to get that done and really kind of changing our focus off of the struggle off of, what we're fighting and really focusing on um, our goals and the things that God has called us to. And, again, it comes back to accountability and people that we have in our lives that, that are there on the other end saying, what are you doing? And I have um, some ladies that I meet with once a month that that's what we do. We just we meet and we talk about our goals and our dreams, mm -hmm. and, and we challenge each other, and we hold each other accountable for that. That's powerful. Um, I love what you're saying because uh, the last piece here today, so we've talked about facing your wrappings, acknowledging that they're there, sharing with someone else who can help you unwrap, and then stay accountability, and then stay accountable and uh, have accountability. And then the and the last thing is then rewrap, rewrap because when uh, uh, Lazarus was unwrapped, he was standing there naked. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he he was standing there exposed. Like now what? Who, who am I? What do I do now? So he had to get dressed again. He had to wrap up in the right thing mm -hmm. to live the life of uh, um, a post-dead man. Like, how do I live this new life? Wow, just think about that. I, that would be so crazy. But um, wrap your mind in the mind of Christ. Wrap your heart in the things that please the Lord. What are the things that we have to wrap ourselves up in? How do we dress now for this new future? Unwrap the victim thinking from my mind and wrap myself with the truth. Mm -hmm. you know, unwrap from myself the, the fear and the bondage of exploring life without these trappings mm -hmm. and wrap myself with bravery and courage. You know, what are some things that, that you, maybe come to your mind, I don't know, in the, just a few minutes that we have left here, um, we're going to be wrapping it up, but rest, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, speaking the word, you know, speaking the word of God over uh, um, just the confession um, out of our mouths. But I, uh, another thought that came to me was that that the scripture says that he decayed, that his body was decaying, mm -hmm. so that, that there's even that more more healing mm -hmm. needed to take place. It mm -hmm. wasn't just wrapping it. I hadn't even thought of it until this moment mm -hmm. when you were talking. But he was still 
aside from a miracle, which it doesn't say that, hey, he was all the way completely healed. Mm-hmm. So there's that, again, it just kind of, uh, it points to that, that there's this healing process that needs mm-hmm. to be taken. He not only needs to be covered, but he also needs healing, mm-hmm. physical healing and, 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 and mental or emotional healing, whatever that looks like, because his body was decaying. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he was just naked. He was also losing skin and losing, you know, body yeah. part, you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I would say speaking the word of God and really just confessing it, even when we don't feel like it, when we don't believe it. I, I That's one of the key things that I use and some of the things that I um, make sure that I actively say when I'm going through hard times. I make sure that my mouth lines up with where I want to go, and I use right. it as an arrow, as a target, and, mm-hmm. and pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Amen. And if you think about your mouth and as you're speaking there, just even I had a visual like when you're opening your mouth, there is this healing wrapping, if you will, that can come out and, and we can create a cocoon of life or we can um, create a coffin for death. Mm-hmm. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm-hmm. So, well, this has been great. I hope you've enjoyed it, ladies, as you've been listening today. And I want to just pray for you as we close. If anyone has a wrapping on their life right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that the power of the Holy Spirit would begin to unwrap you, that you would not only find life in Jesus, but you would begin to experience liberty as you face the wrapping, as you share it, as you are accountable, and then as you rewrap. I pray in Jesus' name you will experience incredible breakthrough and freedom. Amen. Well, I love being with you girls. Piper, it's been great to have you in the studio today. Thank you so much. This is Don Scott Damon, your freedom coach, saying, hey, come on out to Tribe Church some Sunday on Northland Drive out here in Rockford, Michigan. And you can catch us in two services, 9 a.m. and 1045. Visit my website, DonScottDamon.com. Stop by my Facebook with the same name, DonScottDamon.com, or TheFreedomGirlSisterhood.com. I look forward to hearing from you.